Chav Zayin Amud Beis, four lines from the bottom. So the end of the last year was Machlokas Rav Yehuda Rav Nachman, and apparently the issue is like this. If there's a continual loss that's being caused, it seems like both of them agree that the person, uh, if he's in the right, who's having the loss caused against him, is able to, so to speak, take the law into his own hands. The Machlokas is, if there's not currently a loss taking place, do you bring it to Bastin or not? Rav Yehuda says, uh, no, you should not, um, basically paskin for yourself on the case, even if you know you're right, um, go to the Dayanim. Uh, get the Dayanim involved, get the Basin involved, the rabbinical authorities. Rav Nachman says, uh, no, you can do it right, since you know what you're doing is right, go ahead and do it. That's the Machlokas. Masiv Rav Kahana, following three lines in the source, starts here. Ben Bagbag Oimer, Altikhanas Shalcha. Don't go into your friend's uh, backyard or his uh, courtyard to take what's yours. Shaloi Burishus, if you don't have permission. Shema Tiralav Kiganav, because maybe he'll see you and, hey, what's uh, Horowitz doing in my backyard? He'll think you're a Ganav. Ella Shvorashinav Amarloi. Rather, you should, um, like, literally break his teeth. It basically means you can take it um, with force and say, Shaliani Naita, listen, I'm taking what's mine. Okay, uh, now that would be okay for uh, Rav Nachman, but according to Rav Yudha said, like a person shouldn't like take the law into his own hands. What's going on over here? Well, Amarle he says back, uh, Imcha, is it like make sense to you? Are you okay with this, uh, Ben Bagbag Yechida? He uh, true, that's what Ben Bagbag says, but he's a Shitas Yachid, Upli and the Rabbanon disagree, so it's uh, no question is what uh, Rabbi Yehuda, um, excuse me, Rabbi Yehuda would answer back. A second approach to this uh, is Raviana. Raviana Amar, my Shavoreshina. What does it mean when it's said in the Bryce now? It literally means smash his teeth. Oh, no, it means smash his teeth legally, bidin. In other words, yes, take him to court. Well, if that's the case, there's a few phrases in the Bryce which just don't seem right. The first one, two words, right angles, the emorloi, and you say to him, singular. But if it's in court, it's the judges who are telling him, but it should be as the oimrimloi, they say to him, ibayale. Secondly, another uh, quote from the uh, Brysa, three words, right angles, shaliani noitel, I'm taking uh, what's mine. Again, it seems like it's just this person himself speaking. What should be said, if there's the judges who are posking, is shaloyu noitel, he's taking what's his, ibayale. And indeed, uh, that is a little bit of a... Uh, Kasha, this uh, Ravyane approach. Tashma, so we try again to clarify the issue. Triangle, second one. Two lines in the source. If you have a shorsha, Allah gabe chaveroi le hargai, a ox has climbed upon a second ox and apparently wants to, uh, I don't know, kill him. Uba bal tachtoin, and the owner of the lower ox comes, vishamata shaloi, and sort of slips out the lower ox, vinafal elyoin, and the upper ox who was on top of him, he sort of like comes slamming to the ground, who maze and dies. Potter, he would be off the hook. Now, that's the end of the snake source connector. My love, should we not say uh, that the upper one was a muad, uh, where if the lower ox's owner were to just left things as they were, there would be like no loss, because anyway, an owner of a muad has to pay Nezek Shalim. So my love, a muad, Deleka, Seda. And that would be, again, that would be like a support to uh, Rav Nachman that... A uh, person can uh, take the issue, uh, you know, take it on himself without going to uh, the courts to take care of it. So the Gemara says, no, that wasn't the case. Lo, it was a tom, a short tom, where if my 
ox gets scored by somebody else's uh, short tom, I only get half damages. The Ikapseda, that would be the uh, potential loss, is uh, if I don't intervene right now, um, I'm only going to get half compensation. Well, Ihaq, if that's the case, let's say the can, uh, second part of that's an egg source, uh, another four words, we put it in, uh, boxed it off. Dechafoy le'elyon umes. Chayef, if he uh, pushes the uh, upper one and it dies, then there would be a chiyuv. Uh, now, ve'ibetam amai chayev. Well, one second, if it's a short tom, why in the world would he be chayev? Well, here's why. It, it, what he should have done, the owner of the lower ox, is not just push the upper ox off. He should have, um, like, slipped his ox out from underneath. And he didn't do it. That's why he would be liable. Tashma, so we try again. Another triangle. Third Tanaic source. Uh, this one goes for about two lines. Let's say, why this happened, I don't know, but I, I went over to Bob's chatzar, and I fill up his chatzar, like from side to side and all parts of it, um, jugs of oil or jugs of uh, wine. Bal the fellow whose chatzar it is, uh, Bob, he can sort of break through the jugs, even if he's going to smash them, then go out, break through them, and come back. Now, if he's able to break through them, it, it seems like he can uh, sort of take the law into his own hands, doesn't have to deal with it at the courts. Not necessarily. It doesn't say he can break through them uh, to get out, break through them to get back in. For what purpose? You know why he's allowed to? Only if the issue is to basically take it to court or bring proof to the court. What does it mean that he could uh, break the jugs to get out? That's to go to Bastin, because you can't get to Bastin any other way. Also, when it said Bishabar Vanichnas, those two words in right angles, that's Lahavi Zichuyosev, to bring his, uh, you know, like contractual proof uh, that indeed it is his. Tashma, we try again, another triangle, a uh, fourth Tanaic source. In this case, you have a person who had a slave. After the uh, slave finished his uh, agreed-upon years, he wanted to stay, and he had his uh, ear bored, and then comes along the Jubilee year, and the Jubilee year frees uh, all of these slaves. So, Minayin Lanirza, that's the one who already had his ear bored, and now it's Yovan, he's supposed to be going, but he doesn't want to go. So, how do you know that Anirza, Shikalo Yamav, his days are finished as being a slave? With his particular master, Virabai Misarhev Boilatzis, and his master is like, all right, gotta go, all right, yeah, you gotta leave, uh, um, goodbye, adios, but he's not leaving. The Chavavas by Chabura, and he basically like throws him, literally throws him out of the house, or literally kicks him out of the house and, and damages him in the process. Shehu Pater, where do you know that the uh, Balabas would be Pater for that? Well, the Pasuk says, and now we're going to take this Pasuk way out of context from what it's talking about in the Pasuk, in Bamid Bar Lamed Hey, Pasuk Yud, uh, we're going to darshan it. It says, Lo Sikhu Kaifer Lashuv. Um, we're going to understand that to mean, Lo Sikhu Kaifer Lashav. So don't take um, uh, for any type of uh, mamon if he is uh, going back. And, and that would seem to indicate that uh, th- he would be able to uh, take uh, the, the situation into his own hands, not deal with it in the basin. So Gamora rejects this as being a uh, valid proof. Rejection number one is here. Rejection number one is about f- three and a half lines later. Here's the first. 
What's the case over here? Is that, oh no, no, the Yevid actually is causing a loss if he sticks around. You know why? Because he's a Avda Ganva. He's a thief. Well, one second. He's been working there for like years, maybe decades. Ada Idna, up until this point, Loiganov, he hasn't stolen anything. Vahashta Ganov, now you're saying he's a Ganov? Yeah, because Ada Idna, up until this point, Have aims the Rabbe Ale. He had the fear of his master upon him because he was a slave. Hashta, now that he's basically technically long, no longer a slave, Laisle aims the Rabbe Ale. He does not have the fear and trepidation of his master upon him. So, yeah, he could uh, resort to uh, thievery. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak is the second way uh, to look at this, to uh, reject uh, that Tanaic source, the Minayin L'Nirza, as being uh, definitive. Well, the years that he was in servitude, he had a female uh, sleeping partner that he would create baby slaves with. Um, up until now, that was permissible to him. He could uh, be with her and, and produce baby slaves for the master. Now, Isura. And he, now that he's ushered to her, even though they mutter each other for years or maybe decades, um, that's why he's having trouble even. That's why the master is able to um, literally physically throw him out, even if he injures him, because uh, the master is sort of responsible for that, and he's separating the slave from doing something usher. Tashma, a fifth triangle, uh, this is actually the Mishnah that we had uh, very recently. In the Mishnah's case, we had a person of Bob walking through the Shurabim. He leaves a uh, jug there. Uba Acher and Kara comes along. Venitzkalba, and he kind of like trips on it. Vishavra and breaks it. He would be putter. Okay, um, let's make a view from that. Taima Denitzkalba. The reason, apparently, why Bob is uh, putter, uh, if he breaks it, is because he tripped on it. The deal could be Kamaha Shavra, if he just like took a baseball bat into the Rishul Sarabim and smashed this thing to pieces, um, he would be Chayev. Okay, and what do we see from that? Like uh, Rashi says that a person cannot take um, the law into his own hands. Now, the assumption here is interesting, but is that uh, the, the whole Rishul Sarabim is filled up with this guy's uh, uh, barrels or this guy's stuff. And apparently a person cannot take the law into his own hands to be able to uh, walk through the Rosh Hashanah, even where it's causing a Pseida. Amarav Zvid, Mishmei Rava. No, that's not the correct way to uh, understand the Mishnah or be Medayik from the Mishnah. Huadin, because the truth is, also Afilu Shavra. Even if um, he breaks them, it would be okay even if it was a baseball bat. Well, then why did it teach itself the our Mishnah, Haidekatani um, Nitzkal, as though he tripped on it and broke it? Here's why. Not to make the duke that if he took a bat to it, he would be Chayev, rather. Since the Mishnah wanted to continue, here's an almost line quote from the Mishnah, right angles, Im Huzak Balchavis Chayev Beniskai. Uh, if he's damaged, that's the one who uh, tripped over the barrel, then the owner of the chavis, the one who's responsible for leaving it out, would be uh, liable for the damages. Now, in that case, dafka niska, that's only if the guy came walking by, tripped on it, and then he hurt himself, that uh, the one who left the chavis out there is uh, liable or responsible for the damages. Aval shavar, if he just took a baseball bat and took a swing and smashed it, and I guess as he was smashing it, the, I don't know, a piece fell off, piece flew out and cut him or something. Lo, why? Because we basically say the one who was damaged caused that damage to himself. Who? Azik Nafshe. And therefore, Ketani Reisha, that's why the Reisha had to teach itself in the case of Nitzkal, where he, he just chanced upon it and tripped on it, and Dafka, that case. Tashma, we try again. 
come in here. This is a very small Tanaic source. So you have a man fighting with another man. Um, man A and man B. Man A's wife comes and basically grabs a hold of man B by his uh, by his private parts. And uh, it says, V'katsaisa es kapal, literally, uh, and uh, uh, cut off uh, her her hand, which is mammon. What that's talking about is mammon. Is basically, it's, it's his right to collect money for the, the boshas, the embarrassment of, of that. Now, What's the situation? He's allowed to collect the money for it. My love, the only way that she could save her husband from, I guess, the beating that he was getting was by grabbing on to the attacker's uh, uh, private parts. And yet, still, he is uh, entitled to uh, some sort of compensation, which, again, seemingly would be a, a question on both the Mandarmim, uh, because both Rav Yehuda and Rav Nachman at the bottom of the previous Amud had said that if there's like an immediate loss being caused, then apparently everyone would agree that uh, uh, the uh, person can uh, take the law into his own hands, and here we see she takes the law into her own hands and she's liable. So the answer is no, low. She easily, I don't know, she had mace in her purse, she easily could have just sprayed him with the mace, and that would have been just as effective. Period. Okay. Well, one second then. Let's say she didn't have mace in her purse. The only thing she could do is grab onto the guy's uh, family jewels and, and, and did it like that. Pitura, you're saying then she would be off the hook? Well, if that was the case, instead of the seifa of the Tanaic source, the little four-word Tanaic source we had about four lines ago, saying the following, here's a, a continuation of the quote from it, uh, it goes for five words. I box it off in uh, Pasuk Yud Aleph there. It says, Vishalcha Yada. And, and she, in other words, the missus of the man who's being attacked, sends forth her hand and grabs on to the, the, the guy. That would be prot to the exclusion of a Shaliach Bastin, who, if it's the guy who's sent by the Bastin, he would be putter for that type of boshes. Well, why do you have to come on to that extreme case, says the Gemara? Let's just bring out the distinction in a more similar case as follows. When is that? That's only if she had the ability to save her husband from getting the beating via something else, like her mace. If she couldn't, then she'd be pitura. That's the end of the uh, what we would prefer it to have said. And the uh, Gemara actually says, that's well, that's like the intention of what was meant. That is what it meant. And here's a uh, two-line rereading. Where is that? That's Yeah, she grabbed onto his uh, family jewels, and uh, then she could have just pulled out her mace. However, if her hand grabbing onto the guy's private part uh, to try to prevent him from attacking her husband is like the Shliach Bastin and would be Petura. Well, Tashma, so we try again to bring it to the next source to such to shed some light on this issue. The uh, Tanaic source here goes for two and a half lines and starts here. So let's say you have a person at a field, and the field happens to have like a, a public thoroughfare running right through the middle of it. Not law, if he, so to speak, uh, takes it away from the rabbim, and, and reroutes the, um, this road uh, around the outside of his field. Obviously, that's much more efficient for his field. Well, the part of his field that he gave to be the rerouted Rishus Rabbim is given, and Shaloi, Loihigioi. And what he thought was his actually uh, doesn't really become his. That's the end of the Tanaic source, meaning he loses both. He loses the area around the outside of his field, 
like the the uh, diversion area and the original road. Now the Yamris of Adinish, do you know the Nafshe? If you want to take the side that a person can uh, do what he is allowed to do if he's halachically in the right, well then, why don't you just say that Linkoit Pazra Velasiv? Let him take like a, a big stick or uh, you know something uh, threatening or menacing and, and stand by the the old road and say uh, you can't come through here. The Gemara rejects this in three different ways as being a valid um, source for information on this issue. First way, rejection number one, Amra Zvid, Mishmei Rava. What's going on here is a Gezeira, Shemayitin Lehem Derech Akalasoin. Like, he's allowed to reroute the route according to this approach if he does it in a, uh, as straight a way as possible. However, if he does it in a crooked way, like literally the road is, uh, is crooked, that would not be acceptable. Rav Mesharsha has a different way of rejecting it. Rav Mesharsha, Imer Benoisin Lahem Derech Akalasin. It's not that maybe he'll do that. It's in a case where he does that. That's where the Tanakh source is discussing. And a third rejection would be Ravashi. Ravashi Amar Kominatsad by definition. Uh, once you are taking a more uh, long road or a more circuitous, circuitous route around the field, Kominatsad. Derech Akalasin, who by definition is, so to speak, a crooked road. Why? Because it might be Kroivalazeh, but on the other hand, it's So, whichever bypass or detour the new road is taking, it could be shorter for some, but it could be longer for others, and you don't have the right to do that. Well, says the Gemara, we're going to use the uh, gears of the Tesis, the third class Tesis here that says, Ihachi, Ihachi Amai. Uh, question mark, comma. So, Ihachi, then, why in the above Tanaic source would it be that which he gave to them is given to them? The next few words are uh, taken out. Lehu, let him say to the uh, public, Shkulu didchu havu lididi. Listen, take back what's yours and, and give me what's mine. Well, here's the reason why, because it's sometimes it's just too late to do that. Mishum Rav Yehuda. What Rav Yehuda say? Dem Rav Yehuda. Meitzar Shechziku by Rabbim. If you have a, a border or any sort of uh, area that the masses have been accustomed to, Asr uh, Lekalkaloi. You're actually not allowed to uh, change it in any way. Tashma, the eighth and final uh, triangle, again trying to shed some light on this issue, says this to Nehek Source, which goes almost to the end of the line. Let's say you have a field owner. Every field owner has to leave the corner of his field as a uh, one of the matnas aniyim. Uh, in this case, it's peya. You left your peya mitzad echad. What happened though? The aniyim came. Uh, they took their peya. They know they get it from the corner of the field. They're just not in the correct corner, and and they uh, took it from the other another corner. Well, zev is Apparently, the corner that they took from, as well as the corner that the owner of the field had designated, are both peya. That's the end of the snake source connector. The amris of Well, one second here. Why should they both be peya? Why does he have to like, so to speak, pay the peya twice? If you want to say a person can take the law into his own hands, if he's in the right. Amizev is a peya. Why? Three words in right angles would both be peya. Lingoit pazra belasev. Let him I don't hit a shotgun or let him take a big stick uh, and sit by the one that he had designated as peya, and the people won't uh, take it. Amarava Sarava says, No, my, what does it mean that zev is a peya? 
Zevza peah means the one that the poor people took from the that corner, that's peah. The other one peah in as much as the patron mina miser, that whoever takes it, including this field owner, usually can't take his own peah, but in this case he could, would not only be able to take his own peah, but he would be off the hook from having to take miser from it. It's peah in that way. Like normal peah doesn't have to have miser taken from it. So to this peah kid, Sanya, like we see in the following price that goes almost the whole line, basically till the uh, new Mishnah. It says, Hamafkar is karmai. This is a person. He declares his uh, vineyard ownerless. The next day, Vahishkim, he gets up in the morning and starts um, babayker ubatsray, and he starts picking, apparently, the vineyard that he had made ownerless, which uh, kind of indicates that, uh, well, maybe he's keeping his vineyard. Anyway, Chayev, he would be the owner of this uh, vineyard, who had given away and then is not working again. The grapes that he picks would, would have a, a responsibility to give parrot, idolos, shichcha, and peya, uh, individual grapes, uh, the corners of the field, forgotten clusters, semi-developed clusters, have to give all them. Ooh, potter, here's the main point for us, potter minha meiser. Because of the uh, pasuk, which has an extra ta'azoy, thou shalt leave it by all the other mountains, doesn't have it by meiser, uh, which sounds like any hefker, as uh, flimsy as it might be, will work to take it out of the realm of that which is chayven meiser. That's the end of that snake source. It's also the end of our Sogya, and I, I don't think that more is definitively uh, proven or disproven, either uh, Rav Yehuda or Rav Nachman. Says the Mishnah, Let's say, My jug broke in the Rishasarabim, and it was filled with water, and someone else comes along and uh, slips in the water, or gets injured with one of the, the shards of pottery, Chayev, the pottery, the, 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 uh, the barrel that was holding the water, uh, I, as the... Um, responsible for the um, damaging situation party would be uh, liable to be who do we boxed Potter. let's see what we're talking about over here says the Gomorrah I circled Rav's name and on the base on the second line in the middle I circled Shmuel so the way Rav Yudah Marav wants to learn it, or the way Rav wants to learn it, as reported to us by Rav Yehuda, Loishan, according to the Tanakama, who said that there's a chiyuv here, Loishan tinfu The issue is here is that his clothes somehow uh, fell into the water. Maybe they got a stain, one of those stains that can't come out. Avalhu Atzmai, the person himself, if he got uh, hurt, Potter, uh, the uh, person who's responsible for having this uh, water out there, would actually be off the hook. Why? Because what hurt the guy? He fell down on the ground. Well, it's the ground that hurt him. Karka oilam he zikasai. Okay, and who's the owner of the karka? Nobody. That's the case. Okay, that's Rav Yehuda reporting in the name of Rav. Continues Rav Yehuda and says, Kamrisa kamei Shmuel. We had circled Shmuel uh, when I repeated this approach over to Shmuel. Amar Lee, he said to me, Ichti. How now? Let's take a look at this. maso. If you have a stone, knife, or load that you just leave in the Rishus Harabim. Where do we know that there's a liability if someone gets damaged on that? Well, me we learn it from the case of Bor, which is also in the Rishus Harabim, the Kulan on Nikarbin, and therefore in all of those cases, even Evan or Sakinu Maso, I'll refer to it as the same drush we make when it comes to Bor. What is the person who's responsible for the Bor Chayef uh, for? Sure, that's one word, quote from the Pasuk, Velo Adam. Another one word from the Pasuk, Chamor Velokelim. So it's if an ox falls in and dies, not if a person falls in and dies. There's liability if an ox falls in, not a person. Chamor and not Kalim. 
Now, that which we said sure and not a person, that's if the shore dies versus a person dies. That there's no co for liability for the person who died in the pit. That the uh, one responsible for the pit won't have to pay off all the Indian Nizak, and as far as damages, apparently Adam Chayev, the Kalim Peturin. It's the other way, that the uh, person would be Chayev if something happens, but not to the Kalim. Okay, that's the way Shmuel understands it. Kama Virav, underline Rav's name. Hmm, what would he say to that? That we learn from Bor, he would tell you as follows Hanimili, Hecha de Afgerinu. Yeah, that's if you were Mafgir. The uh, the stone or the pack shape left in Shushram, just like boar. That's because Rav holds that the type of boar that the Torah is talking about, that a person who uh, is responsible for it has the liability, um, is where he was mafkir his rishus, um, and the boar also. Aval hecha afkarinu, where he wasn't mafkirit, mamonahu. It's his mamon, and once it's his mamon, then it becomes more like his shore. Uh, and therefore, uh, there would be a liability similar to a shore. Mas of Ravashir, the following snake source, goes for about eight lines and starts here. The Pasuk says, uh, as we've seen recently, Venafal Shama, Shoroi Chamor, is referring to a person who uh, dug a pit or opened up a pit, and uh, somebody else's ox or donkey falls in. What do we learn from the fact that it calls ox or donkey? Well, shore, uh, that in quotation marks, below Adam, not a person, Chamor, that in quotation marks will okay them. We can't number from here. The rabbis have said, sure, let's say a ox falls in with, let's say, the, I don't know, the, the kalim that it has on it, when those kalim break, or a chamor falls in the pit, uh, with its uh, things that it's carrying, v'niskaru, and uh, those things may be tore. So the damage to the animal. The uh, one responsible for the pit would have to compensate. He'd be off the hook, not liable for the kalim that broke. Underline those few words. What would this be uh, similar to? Like, what's the apparently like the precedent case that we could uh, learn that we could then know what to do with boar? Well, love on a sakinu maso heziku. Oh, that would be if a person put down like his rock or his knife or load in the riches of Rabbim and someone was damaged with it, which sounds like that is the main source and boar is derived from it. The Gemara interrupts for about two and a half lines till the end of the line that says Vehiziko. I put brackets there. The Gemara says, well, one second. Adaraba. Madoma lazemi bayale. It's like boar is that the case that the Torah brings. If you want to bring other cases similar, it's not that boar is similar to them, it's more that they're similar to boar. Ella? So I dot underline three words. My daimelazet. Ooh, what else is there that's similar to boar? Well, I call this the Reisha, and one line later where it says Lefikach, I call that the Seifa. So in the Reisha, we're told, Avana Sakinu Maso, Sarabim, Vehezikan. That's what it's similar to. In other words, there's Bor, Bor is the uh, precedent, and those other type of three things are also um, similar. Kam Lefikach, and I would even close the brackets uh, then before the Lefikach. Lefikach, and this is the Seifa, Im Chayev. Uh, apparently, if his uh, he was walking along, maybe he's got a mug or a a flask of some sort that probably made out of earthenware. If he like it smashes, he fell and it fell along with him into the uh, let's see the rock. Apparently, the one who put the rock there would be Chayev. That's the end of the snake source. Now that snake source, Reisha Kashlarav, the Reisha that says his stone or his knife are similar to a boar. That would be a difficulty for 
Rav, because our thought process right now is that Rav is talking even where a person was not Mafgir, the land that his boar was in. And the Sefer Kashal Shmuel, the Sefer that says, if let's say he's carrying an, a mug and the mug breaks uh, against the rock, there would be a Chiyuv, that would be a Kashal Shmuel, because that seems to uh, imply that we're learning it from uh, shore. Well, says the uh, Gemara Latameh, according to that reasoning, forget about it, saying that first part's a question on Rav, second part's a question on Shmuel, why not just look at the Bryce itself? If the Bryce didn't have any names associated with it, we have, apparently it's all one opinion, then why the difference in the ratio of the Seifa? Tikshilach, Higufa, this should be your question, colon, Reisha, Pater, Vesefa, Chayev, why the difference in Psach? Ella, you know what? Both Rav and Shmuel are going to be able to explain the Tanakh source, number one, in such a way that it isn't an intrinsic contradiction, and number two, in such a way that it doesn't uh, uh, share their approach. Ella Rav Metar Shmuel Colon. Rav Metar I underline those three words, and three lines later. First three words in the line are Shmuel Metar also underline that. Rav Metar he'll tell you, what are we talking about over here? Keshehef Kiran, it's specifically, not even if he wasn't Mafkir, it's only when he was Mafkir. Avaloyhef Kiran, if he wasn't Mafkir, that uh, stuff in the Shusha Rabbim, Chayev, he would, yes, be liable if he, Kach, therefore, he teosachis That's why if someone comes along and smashes his mug uh, against the rock that was left there uh, negligently in the Rishus Rabbim, he would be, the rock lever would be Chayev. Shmuel would answer it his way, and when Shmuel tells the time, Hashta Damris. Now that you've told us that Avano Yosakino Maso Kebayrei Dami, that those things are similar to a boar, then how about this? There be Yehuda who's Mechayev Aniske Kalim Bebor Lafika Chitiachsechisebevin would be Chayev. Period. The next little piece will have two lashenas. I put in a number one in the margin. Four lines later, first little line is Igadamri. I put a number two in the margin. Here's the first question we're going to say. Amar Rabbi Lazar. We didn't say that if you smashed your uh, flask against the rock that there would be a chiyu for the person left the rock there. Ella, she'nitzkal be'even v'nishayf be'even. It's where you kind of tripped on that rock and then uh, a bunch, uh, you uh, um, brushed up against the rock and um, so that's what smashed the flask. Aval nitzkal be'karka, if you tripped over the proverbial invisible toothpick on the ground, and then as you were, as the person was falling, he had his uh, mug or his flask in his hand and it broke on the rock, and he shoif be'even would be putter. Uh, okay, now who would that be like? Come on! Well, Delok Reb It's not like Reb Nassan. Reb Nassan, who uh, Rashi points out, will have a mandafnun gimel. If you have shore number one, that body check, shore number two, into somebody's pit, uh, whatever he's not able to get from the shore owner as far as compensation, he's able to make up until there's a total compensation by going to the um, pit owner. Okay, and that would be not... Therefore, back in our Gemara, like uh, Reb Nossin. Kama uh, Igadarmi, let's quickly learn on the Igadarmi. This would be the second lesson. Basically, the mirror image of the first lesson. Amar Belazar, lo, Tema, don't say, I double underline the word lo, that the case is Benutko Be'evan, Venushoi Be'evan, Udemachayev. It's where he tripped on the rock and also the, um, uh, the item. Uh, smashed against the rock is where he's chayev aval if he's nitzkal bekarka v'nishah b'evin potter ella afilu even if nitzkal bekarka he tripped on the ground but then there's somebody's rock was left there v'nishah b'evin 
then it would be a chiyuv. Now, Keman, who would that be like? Well, according to this, that would be just fine, according to Rebbe Nassim. Adkan.